When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Natasha, thanks so much for taking our call. I guess let's start with the basics. What is or who are the Taliban and what do they stand for? Well, the Taliban were a group of students, and essentially the word Talib is students, um, that emerged after or during the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan in 1979 to 1989. And their initial reaction was to provide peace and stability and security to the people of Afghanistan. Now, the only issue there was that they were using a very extreme interpretation of Islam, the Sharia law, Mm. as their guiding principle. So they were one of these groups that emerged after um, the Soviet Union left in 1989 and fought their way into power. So by essentially by 1998, they had control over approximately 90% of Afghanistan by that point. So in terms of what they stand for, that was their initial belief that they wanted to be the controlling or the ruling power of Afghanistan and, and provide the people with security and safety, but through their interpretation of, of Islam. And then came the invasion and the war in the early noughties. So essentially, we only kind of really understood the Taliban post 9-11. So for us, I, I suppose we we wouldn't have ever heard of them until we had the events that shook us in the West, which was the September 11th attacks. So what we had after that was we had the initial invasion of Afghanistan because the Taliban were linked to Al-Qaeda, the, 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 the actors that carried out the attacks, because they had been providing them with safe havens and sanctuaries in Afghanistan. So it was kind of from that point onwards, we saw the Taliban as a significant threat to us in the West. Um, And I suppose they're best known then for their extreme um, use of Sharia law, especially in terms of abuses against women and um, the the civilians that that they were in control of. So we've essentially been at war with them now since 2001. Um, In April, we had Biden announce that the US were putting the troops out of Afghanistan. And it's been from then to now we've seen how fast, how rapid their overtake of the country has been. When I asked you to be with us on the programme, your first response to me was that you saw this coming quite some time ago. Yeah, I think the biggest problem we have at the moment is we're all blinded by COVID. Everything that we hear in the news is COVID related. We haven't been paying attention, I suppose, in the West. This is not a sudden rise of the Taliban. and um, It may seem like they've just reemerged, but they haven't. Um, Afghanistan has never been Taliban free. No matter since 2001, since the invasion, there still has been active Taliban elements. We had them biding their time and um, having sanctuaries across the border in Pakistan. There have been continuous attacks and um, 2012 was a key example 
there was a really high profile attack on NATO's Camp Bastion, one of the largest bases, US bases and NATO bases in Afghanistan. We had peace talks with them in 2013. That just gives you an idea of their standing within the country. Um, in 2015, they had already taken control of some major provinces like Kunduz. So they've been slowly spreading themselves back out across Afghanistan. We just haven't been paying attention. Those who, I suppose, are in the know or have studied the country would have known or would have seen it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you talk about um, April this year to now, They've gone from controlling approximately 90 out of 398 districts to 345 of 398 districts, including now Kabul. So that's a massive spread in a very, very short amount of time for the group. We talk about they they operate to an extreme of Sharia law. Life as a woman or child under Sharia law. Have we any idea, Natasha, how tough that is? Like we hear all kinds of stories and you kind of go, that can't be true. But it is, isn't it? The sad thing is we will never fully understand the horrific nature of their application of Sharia law, especially when it comes to women and young girls. We've already heard reports now that they are literally taking young women, young girls, 12 year olds, 13 year olds as brides. So they've already been kidnapping young young girls. Life for women under the Taliban regime was horrific is the only word I could probably use. the level of violence, the treatment against them, they had no life, essentially. They're not allowed to work, for example. They're not allowed to work. They're not allowed to be seen within their own homes. A prime example was they used to paint the windows up downstairs, the first floor windows, because you couldn't view a woman. If she was seen, she was beaten, not that you saw her. So it was, it was extreme. I mean, there were horror stories of women who had been attacked or raped, and then they were killed because they brought shame to their families. It's that kind of system. So it's extremely horrific. And I can only imagine the fear that the women in Afghanistan are under at the moment. The scenes that we are seeing over the weekend, people trying to climb onto an airplane as it's departing Kabul airport. Like that, that's almost beyond imagination. I think we really have to look internally at this as well and say we have so much criticism against what we call the immigrants coming in here on boats. But these people are willing to risk their lives hanging onto an aeroplane to get out of a country that just shows you the level of fear and desperation. And this is at the point when we haven't even had real gunshots yet. I mean, keep in mind that the Taliban have now essentially taken over Afghanistan with little to no resistance. So this is just the beginning. This isn't even at the point where the true fear comes or the, 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 the true battle is coming. We haven't seen any of the application of violence yet. And the people are this afraid to live in, in, in under their system. Should we be afraid here in the West of what this means for world history, for global future? We do. I mean, we live in a globalised world. We are so interlinked with every other country in the world. It doesn't matter how large or how small. And what happens in Afghanistan is going to have a knock-on effect. Um, We've seen support hubs, support cells for groups like ISIS, for example, all over the world. And we have so many of these people only too willing to carry out an act of violence in support of the cause or to attack what they see as the big evil, which is the West. So we can't think that what's happening in Afghanistan now is not going to have a knock-on effect for us here in the West. It's just a matter of time. A lot of these cells, these sleeper cells, as they're known, are simply waiting for a catalyst. And this is the biggest catalyst they've had since the emergence of ISIS. You and I have spoken before about us here in Ireland. We consider ourselves relatively safe from attacks from groups like this. 
Should we be more wary given what's now brewing in Afghanistan? I think we always have to be wary. If you think back to the initial invasion of Afghanistan 2001 onwards, we had criticisms from the Middle East because we let Shannon be used as a base for a stopover. So we can't say that we have no role to play in any of this because every Western nation in some way, shape or form is open to attack now, is, is open to targeting for no matter what reason. It just takes the tiniest little um, rationale in the minds of these people to see us as, as a significant threat. So just because we live in Ireland does not mean that we are going to be immune from any of the knockover um, violence that's going to emerge from the situation. Looking at it purely from a humanitarian point of view, there's nothing we can do, is there? Or, or is there? As a nation, as a people, what can we do? I think the, one of the easiest things to do is get politically active, contact a representative, contact someone in the foreign office, do something in relation to being able to help. I mean, Ireland, we are known as, I suppose, an open nation and we have a lot of history of peacekeeping. But at the same time, us as people do tend to feel that it's just me. What can I do? Simply sending an email or starting some kind of petition to say, you know, something needs to be done. Mm. We cannot stand alone. We can't stand aside and watch this disaster unfold in front of our eyes. It's going to get worse. This is just the initial step. We haven't seen the Taliban reemerge. We haven't seen them apply their level of violence that we've seen in the past yet. So we can't just sit back. And I think if we take that route of thinking, well, it's happening over there, the problems are never going to get solved. Should we be taking in refugees from Afghanistan? Of course. I mean, without a doubt, this is it's a global issue. We are citizens of the world as such. And I think Sadly, we've lost a bit of our compassion for people, I think. We've seen so many videos of people coming across the ocean on boats and running onto land and things like that. But we have to remember, the reality is death Mm. for these people. They're doing it out of desperation. Like we saw with the plane, someone is desperate enough to leave a country by hanging onto a plane that's taking off. We, We could never imagine that kind of desperation. Some people might fear, well, okay, the women and children, we, we give them shelter, but, but how do we know that the other guys won't sneak in? How do we know that you won't get a Taliban leader sneaking in under the guise of a refugee? People are nervous about that. I think there is, there's, I mean, the easy answer is we can't know. There is no way for us to know these things. But if you're going by that mentality, we would never help anybody. You know, I think yeah. we just have to, to to take the fact that these people are desperate for their lives. And if we take in 100 and we might get one bad one, I, I, I think it's a risk that we're going to have to, to, to balance up and kind of address internally as, as a nation state. But I do think you're right. Women and children really do need to be the priority at the moment, especially with the history of the Taliban and the way that they've treated women, especially in that country, we need to really look at ourselves and say, what can we do to help these people at the moment? Isn't this a colossal failure of foreign policy, the US, Britain and and NATO? This is an international foreign policy catastrophe, isn't it? Yeah, I think people people are automatically blaming the US straight away. And we have to remember, it's not just the US. Like you mentioned, NATO, the UK, the, the EU, everyone has a, a role to play in what's going on. When we invaded in 2001, for example, there was no exit strategy. 
It was getting get out. There was no nation building strategy in place. There was nothing there to say, we're going to come in and essentially disrupt your country and then we're just going to leave. So we have a role to play in what is actually going on at the moment. And we have to take that into consideration in terms of how we act. Now, the Biden administration withdrawing the troops in the way that he did, again, without any significant plan in place, has a massive um, I suppose, role to play in this, in the current situation now that we're facing. Finally, Simon Coveney, of course, as you know, sits on the Security Council at the moment. What what message should the minister be bringing to the table from the Irish people? I think the biggest message that we can send to the Afghan people is that we see you and we support you. I think that's what we have to do. We have to be seen to be supporting the people of Afghanistan. Um Politics is very messy and it's it's very hard when you're involved in international institutions like the EU and NATO and all of these things. But at the base level, we just have to make it clear to the people of Afghanistan that we see you and we are here for you. I think that's the biggest message that we can send as a country at the moment. All right. Natasha, thanks for being with us on the Opinion Line today. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Can we just... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now, 1850-715-996. On Quartz 96 FM. Let us talk now to Samim Shardwal, who is uh, living in, in Ireland, but originally from Afghanistan. Shamim, good morning to you. Uh, hello, good morning, PJ. Uh, thank you for being with us on the programme. How long is it with you or sin- since you were at home? How long is it since you were in Afghanistan? Um, well, I left uh, Afghanistan when I was uh, a, a very young age. Uh, I was about 11, 12 when I left my country. I was in Iran for many years and went back to Afghanistan and came and came, came to Ireland. But uh, recently, I've been twice. Uh, for the last uh, one year, I've been in Afghanistan twice. I recently came back from Afghanistan about two weeks ago. Okay. And, and when you see what's unfolding now, yes. having been there only a couple of weeks ago, did yes. anybody see this coming? 
Um, not really, not that urgent. So people were waiting for something like this, but uh, on the news was showing different things. Uh, America was saying different things. The government uh, was uh, there was saying different things. People uh, had n- n- not not really uh, waiting for these days. So we were um, uh, people had hopes for the United uh, Nations, United States. They thought they will hand over Afghanistan peacefully. Mm-hmm. And they, they they will hand over uh, the government and the oil facilities, um, um, in, in, in a good way, not yeah. in this way. What was life like under the Americans, United Nations, when they were all there? What was how how different had life become in Afghanistan? Uh, the, the, the life was completely it was changed since two thousand and one, and what I remember. Uh, it was ch- ch- changed, and people had hopes uh, to to build their country, to build their house. And lots of uh, refugees went back to Afghanistan from Iran, from Tajikistan, from Pakistan. They went back to Afghanistan, and they start living there. They 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 they, uh, they found a little job. There was a little job. There was a, some money that uh, uh, America put there. Uh, um, but uh, unfortunately, they, the government <laughs> were there. Uh, wasn't the people government. It was American government. It yeah. was people um, uh, running the office, uh, which uh, people didn't vote for them. Uh, so they played the, uh, different uh, games uh, the entire uh, year uh, for the last two decades. Yeah. And what you mean is, it, is it something that the government was really just a government supported by America? That it wasn't really a government of the Afghan people? It wasn't uh, uh, the government from Afghan people, not really, not really. So the people who were uh, running the office, they were all came from America, most of them. And there were a lot of um, American advisors. Uh, they, they were not given a chance to, to the people um, of Afghanistan. The two-time um, uh, voting election, it was a fake election. And somebody else won the election, uh, but America put by, by, by force somebody else. So this is the all result what we see now. Yeah. yeah. And what, was it a good life, though, under that government? I mean, it was improving, I expect. Uh, it was It was improving, definitely. It, it was improving, yes, uh, because there was, a, there was a little money, yes. Uh, yeah. America put some money and all um, Western countries helping uh, uh, Afghanistan people, especially uh, Germany and France and uh, <clears throat> many other countries. Uh, they, they were uh, helping uh, people, but uh, I think um, America betrayed to all these uh, their allies and uh, soldiers and their own soldiers and their own people. Yeah, because the, by just leaving in the way that they have done. C- can you remember, Samim, life under the Taliban? You would have been much younger, obviously, but what was it like? What can you remember? Uh, I, I remember um, uh, a little bit uh, when I was under the Taliban rule. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, I am very connected. Um, I, I tried many times to, to disconnect my, my own life from there, but I couldn't. Uh, I, I was reading and I was watching. Uh, uh, the life under the Taliban rule, it was extremely uh, sad and upset at, 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 and, and bad. So the things, um, it was, when, when, when I read a few things from Ireland, if I compare it, it was um, a state of the charge of the state, let's say two years back, 300 years back to Ireland, everything was ruling by the by the mosques, 
and by the uh, religious people. And, and, and those religious people, they were all ignorant people. And they were taking advice from somebody else, what we, what we know. And, and, and everything, so under the Taliban rule, um, uh, an ignorant uh, person, if, if, if they direct you to do this, you, ha- you had to do that. Yeah. So uh, it was like that. And for the women that you know and that you love, people like your mother and your family, have you sisters, for example? I have. I have two sisters. Sisters. They are living in Kabul. Yes. What was I, life? What was life like for them under the Taliban? And and, and how, it was it was bad. My my two sisters, they were before the Taliban. <laughs> they were working in the government. Uh, and when the Taliban came, they they laid um, off and they stayed at home. And uh, their children. Um, the, the women, they were not allowed to go to school. Uh, there were a few very little um, schools um, uh, and under the grounds, mostly the girls was going to, were going to, uh, to school at, uh, privately. Uh, but uh, it was, if, 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 if Taliban knew this, <laughs> you, you, probably the teacher would be killed. And, uh, and all... Um, the students would be uh, present or um, punished badly. Yeah. Have you been talking to your family in the last couple of days? I, mean, I did indeed, yes. Yeah. They must be very fearful, aren't they? Uh, they are sad and they are upset. And they, uh, <laughs> uh, they, they, um, it, it, is, it is really, to be honest, it is speechless to, to, to explain the situation. Uh, uh, they, they are full of fear and they, they don't go out. Um, they, they bought a lot of uh, food. Uh, they stayed at home and they, they don't go out for now, yes. Yeah. Are you frightened for them yourself? Uh, sorry? Are you frightened for them? I, I do indeed. They have very young children, my, my nephew and niece, and um, especially the girls. Uh, <coughs> they were... Um, uh, uh, they were in, 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 in a school and in uh, universities, and now they are at home. And uh, they, 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 there is no any hope, and there is no any um, anything that uh, they don't know anything about tomorrow or about next week or about the f- their future. Yeah, the president uh, left the country. What did you think about that? Oh, um, this is, I think. Uh, um, in, in a poor country, when, when you bring a person uh, from somewhere else, he was out of Afghanistan for 40, 45 years. So uh, the American, they put him on power by force. So even 2% or 5% of people didn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. But this is the, uh, the, this is the result. And then he left uh, with, the, with a lot of money. So the money that uh, people and Western countries help for poor, poor people, he keep them and he, he, he escaped with a, with a lot of money. Yes. Can I ask you lastly, Samir, yes. what can we do for you? You, lo- you now live here. This, this is your adopted country. What can we do, Samir, for your people? Can we help in any way? Uh, uh, I, to be honest, I don't uh, know. Uh, I... I um, I um what you can do I I want Irish people to don't look like uh, what what is what they see on the, on, on the news we are not them we are not Talib we are not terrorists we are not uh <laughs> it is sad I know I know I know and 
there's only a very small number of them and there's an awful lot of good, yes, yes. honest, decent people like yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've been living in Cork for the last 13, 14 years and this is uh, this is what I feel if I go somewhere else, I miss Cork. Yeah. Do you do you fear that you will be that you will be judged now? Do you feel that people will look at you and and judge you? Yes, yes. Uh, so people for for past many years, I, I come across different uh, uh, questions, and people ask me, uh, "Are you from Afghanistan?" Yes, and oh, Taliban, they are from Afghanistan as well. And uh, why they don't let women to go to school? Why this? Why they are religious? Why why you are not religious? There's there's, there's so many questions. It is very hard to answer all those questions. It is very hard. You have to be very tough to. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> to tolerate those questions and uh, good questions, but I I appreciate Irish people. They are they, they are very un- understandable and mm. and uh, and many of people they say oh we passed those days in our history as well. So and we we saw the power of religion and religious people and we saw the civil war and we we saw um, you know, and we were witness that we were refugees to different countries. So this is um, this is a kind of the same um, situation, but we are obviously hundred hundred years back, uh, <laughs> back from from Irish people. Okay, Sammy, my hope that your friends and your family, and particularly your sisters and their children, I hope that they will all be well and all be safe. And, yes, and, and yeah, well, we, we we all hope, hopefully, and um, uh, this is this is the situation. What we can do uh, if America and Western countries couldn't change, I can't change anything. Only I suffer, and women suffer, and children suffer. That's all. Okay, okay, Samim, thank you very much. That's Samim Shadiwal, living here in Cork for the last thirteen, fourteen years. He has sisters, and nieces and nephews back in. In Afghanistan, you, you can only, you can only, and you hear them there, close to tears, uh, talking about it. Billy, Bilal, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, sir, to you also. Um, good to speak with you on the program. Again, the same question as I asked you, uh, as I asked Sammy to start. Um, when, when is the last time that you were at home, Billy? Uh, 2016. Okay. And tell me about your home. Do you live in a village, or do you live in a city, or where do you live? Yeah, yeah, I'm living in a city in uh, back home, and uh, it's close to capital, like 20 kilometers far away from capital. Okay, and do you have family and friends back there now? Yes, yes, all my family, my friends and uh, school friends, everyone there. Mm, have you been in touch with them in the last couple of days? Yes, yes, uh, this morning uh, at uh, 7 o'clock of uh, Ireland, or there's a back home, the time is different. I spoke this morning already again. Mm. What have they been telling you? Uh, there was the same situation. Uh, there was a few uh, uh, plane or few uh, was in airport and they pick up some passenger and there was a was lot of struggling with there was no security access and Taliban tried to scare everyone at home. They everyone like silent. They can't say nothing. Yeah. Can you remember what it was like to to live under the Taliban Taliban Billy? Sorry? Can you remember what life was like on the Taliban before? Uh, no, I was too young that time when was uh, America came to Afghanistan. And I, right now, when I remember on the news and uh, some stories from my friends, uh, they they take different ways. They 
the rule is different, the policy is different, whatever the order, you have to follow the rule. You can't mess around. If you do it, then you're finished, you're gone. Yeah. What do you think that Ireland and the Irish government should be doing right now for your people? Or is there anything we can do as individuals? Uh, thanks for the... I see last night the news also, the Minister of the Foreign... Uh, I think is very, very... We will appreciate if they give a chance to come to Ireland uh, as a refugee. And uh, financially, they are okay. Only security was they had a problem. Like my own family right now is struggling. And like I supporting financially, my dad had her own business. Uh, we don't have uh, no problem. Only security was we have a problem. I would like to request to justice of or minister if they give a chance to come to Ireland. Not just my own family. So many families they suffer and uh, everyone is struggling right now. Yeah. How has your own family been affected, Penny? Uh, they're okay. I lost my uh, 18, my family members, my uncle, my cousin, my neighbours, uh, and there's more than 50 injured right now. In so so is it, what, 18, 18 people that you know? Yeah, that, yeah, from right? my wow. own family, yeah, my own member family on, like, uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, they passed away. And my own brother is still in hospital. Uh, he's injured. He can't talk. He's like a... He's shocked, basically. He's Injured my mom also. There's so many. It's no one, two, three. It's more than 50. They're still in hospital. There's no doctor right now. They suffer a lot. Like. What happened to them? Was it bombs? Yes, yes. There was a three bombs they dropped on our city. And oh. there was a fighting face-to-face as well also. Right. And the, the women in your, in your family, your mom, have you got sisters... Yes, yes, I have a two younger sisters as well. And, and how do they feel about what's happening now? Uh, they, when I'm calling, they're crying. Uh, they're at home. They can't go out right now. There's uh, uh, no access, no car, nothing, and uh, no buses. Uh, they're just waiting for some hope. And I just like try to give him more promotion. I say, oh, it will be, everything will be okay. I will try my best. Yes. And uh, yes, is it true? Like your sisters. They're they're not allowed out. Well, are they? Are, do, do, would they work? Are, were they working? No, no. They're younger. They are in school. They're okay, like, okay, yeah, okay. So they wouldn't be allowed out now, or they're not allowed out. Is that right? I think so, because they're since uh, that day happened. They're at home. They didn't went to school. The school door is closed. They made the notice like no one allowed to come to the school. Yes, yes. And I think I heard a report this morning that everything is closed. All business. Yeah, everything, everything in every city, in every village, in every capital is closed. Basically, everything. Yeah, yeah. And will your family be okay for things like food and that? Uh, food is okay. Yeah, there's no uh, problem about the food. Only the security-wise, you know. Because still, right now, it was this morning. I spoke to them, and there was a fighting in this morning, like uh, seven o'clock of Ireland, and it's around eleven o'clock in back home. Yeah, and there was fighting going on this morning. Yeah, yeah, this morning, and I spoke this morning, seven o'clock, by island time. Yeah, and and what what were they seeing? Were they what they were watching? Was it near the house or near their homes? Yeah, yeah, there's like uh, like two kilometers far away from our house. Uh, everyone at home, like there, some uh, uh, security room or some uh, basement, like underground there or underground, like to be safe at least. Yeah. Now, once the Taliban and they have more or less have control at this stage. 
What will they do then? Do you, do you fear what they will do then? Yeah, of course, they will uh, make own rule and whatever they want, they will do it. Uh, like for myself, I can't go anymore. I had uh, some future for, uh, hope for future, then my hope is gone. Like, Well, uh, you, you can't go back, no? No, no, never. Like, uh, everyone cannot because uh, uh, the rule is different there now. Well, I, myself, I will know much with them, like, you know? Right. So, would, would you? Would they not allow you back? Yes, yes. If they know me, uh, I will be more in dangerous situation because uh, if I go from here or, or any person from Europe or England, if they go to back home, they will be uh, 100% in danger. In danger what would happen to them, Billy? Uh, they will ask him, like, why are you living there? And they will ask so many questions. And if you give him a right answer, still they will be forced you to uh, to kill you, to to put you in the prison or whatever. Right, right. Now, I was talking before you to, to Samim, and he was saying that the, when the, pre- the president left... Um, you think the president was right to leave, eh? Yes, yes, he hundred percent he was right. The reason he left because uh, uh, the fight was more people were dying more, and uh, uh, all the the building or the houses, everything, the businesses will destroy. Like the reason he left to become a try to be peace, but Taliban they had a different mind, they had a different mentality. They yeah. don't want to listen to anyone. Right. Like, would he not have done, done better? And uh, forgive me, I don't understand the politics, but w- would he not have been better to stay and, and defend his people? Uh, he tried, he tried a lot, lot. He tried to go ahead peace-wise by uh, paper, by education, yeah. no by force. Peace always coming by uh, education. Yeah. Yeah, and of course he wasn't really elected anyway. He He was kind of being supported by America, and when America left... His supports are gone, isn't that right? Yes, yes, definitely. America gone without notice. They gone like uh, morning at three o'clock. Uh, government doesn't know nothing. They gone. They've left everyone on the ground, basically. Yeah, they've. You you feel they've abandoned your your people? Yes, yes, lots. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, as I said, talking to Sammy before, he said. The country really was being run by America, but but the president was in place and the government, but it was really being run by America. Now, he was elected and people would ask questions about the election, but look, he was elected. But 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 effectively what you're saying to me, I think, and what Sammy was saying, America was running the country, America was supporting the country, and now they've just left and allowed the Taliban to just march in and take over. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Uh, America was uh, supporting Afghan government, uh, and on the side, they also was uh, talking to the Taliban, and they were supporting Taliban also. America, they are, like try to play a game. Yeah, and uh, they are like two side games. Uh, they, the Taliban, basically, when they gone, when they destroy, and uh, America came to Afghanistan, and after twenty years. The Taliban came back. Uh, the America activity, or the America spent million million dollars, and end of the day is nothing. People of uh, Europe, NATO, America, they lost their life, they lost their legs, hands, bodies, and end of the day was no result. Yeah. Do you think it is ever possible 
to sit down and talk peace with the Taliban. Is that it's ever... Very, it's very hard, uh, honestly. It's very hard because uh, they want something. Uh, public of Afghanistan, they know I agree with them. Uh, now in 2001 or 22, the century, uh, everything is modern. And they don't want to be modern. They want to be back this, you know? Yes. That's yeah. why the public, they know I agree. Uh, like majority, majority, I know I calling every single city. I know so many friends and families. None of them happy. I never see any Afghan or any uh, local person. They want to be welcome to Taliban. They, yeah. they hate every each person. Like, they hate them. Like what is not allowed, Billy? I, I hear that like music isn't allowed. Nothing is allowed. Uh, mostly think uh, like they. <laughs> Uh, and you like ladies to schools, uh, ladies to job, and uh, uh, music, or is there so many things like uh, is there no nightclubs or whatever? This everything is not allowed. Yes, and they, they run everything. Yes, yes, yeah. whatever they think they have to follow the rules. Yeah. Do you fear that when now that they have, con- do you fear that they will be violent towards the people? Uh, maybe. Yeah. We'll see a day by day will be a different story. Day by day will be different rule. And uh, like yesterday was one thing, today is different thing. I just see the airport this morning is uh, so many people outside. Uh, there are no visa, no passport. And there's America uh, plane came to take so many people. And I see the news of Ireland. They tried to give a visa for refugee. And thanks to that, and hope they go through as soon as possible. No, just my family. Everyone is like in suffering that situation. Would your family, Billy? Would your family leave now if they could? Yeah, I uh, I spoke this. Uh, I sent an email uh, to Dora Slimrick. Uh, there's a society who helping refugee. I said, please, if there's any chance uh, in this uh, 150 people, I can send my family passport, pictures, and things if they give permission. And they're like ready to leave. They, this is like life is danger. Yes, yes. So you're thankful that the government is doing what it's doing already. And, and what else could we do? Is there anything, anything that us, we as ordinary people, not the, not the government, what can we do, Billy? Can we help in any way? Uh, thank you so much for uh, requests. And um, uh, we'll see the government decision and the public also, they're supporting Afghan. And we are happy. And myself, I live in since a couple of years. I'm very happy, thankful for. Irish people and uh, I'm very happy okay. and you're obviously speaking to me this morning at a time when you're desperately worried about your family and friends and, and we're, we're recognise that and, and thank you for being with me on the programme Billy You're welcome, thank you very much uh, and uh, have a nice and, and please convey, please send Uh, our very best wishes to your family and friends and and that we hope that they stay safe. Thank you very much. That's, That's Billy. Quartz 96 FM When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.